Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Here we go, Steeler Nation. Welcome to another episode of the Steelers Fantasy Football Fix. Thank you for tuning in for episode 12. I'm your host, Jeremy Betts, and I'm looking forward to discussing all things fantasy football with you guys again. Looking forward to discussing what's happened in the off week for the Steelers. Finally saying to... The crazy bye week that was for the Pittsburgh Steelers. Man, if I have to go another week without Steelers football for a long time, I'm going to be out of my mind. It was so much, uh, such a downer, I guess, is what I'm trying to say, to to not have any Steelers football to look forward to. And uh, I'm just glad we're on the other side of the bye week. We're saying bye-bye, bye to that bye week. Moving on back to week eight, focusing in on Steelers versus Browns. Let's see where these Steelers are in the AFC North. Um, After losing to a Bengals team early on, that is looking really good now. Um, Let's see how we can handle a beat-up Browns team and uh, see what type of team this Steelers 2021 team really is. But uh, some of the things to look forward to in this game are fantasy football-related. We will get to those in the second half of the episode. But first... I do want to talk about some of the big 
storylines, some of the things that uh, the the developments that came about this Steelers bye week when we as Steelers fans kind of take a step back and uh, look at the league in a little bit broader sense, uh, more of a whole, uh, taking in some of the other teams and where they uh, sit in the pecking order uh, as opposed to our favorite team and how we can, uh, I don't, you know, just foresee the, the rest of the season going for our favorite team. And there were a lot of developments, especially on the fantasy football front. Um, a lot of new up-and-coming players that we got to see a little bit more out of uh, that really are starting to cement themselves as viable fantasy options moving forward. Let's jump in and take a look at uh, some up-and-coming tight ends. A tight end is a huge need in fantasy football for uh, consistent players and we're starting to see a couple players come to life here a few guys that have some weekly uh, starting upside and uh, relatively high floors from what we've seen the last few weeks Uh, so let's take a look at a few of those I'll start with Kyle Pitts from the Atlanta Falcons the rookie wonderkind who is looking to really cement himself in that Falcons offense as one of the next great playmakers there following in the vein of Julio Jones and uh, Tony Gonzalez, uh, Roddy White. And he's a uh, tight end, uh, built big and fast, but he's he's playing like no other tight end that the Falcons have ever had. And that is said with the utmost respect to Tony Gonzalez and what he did. Uh, Kyle Pitts is just an athletic marvel and a a matchup nightmare, and he's proving that. Got 16 receptions, 282 receiving yards, one touchdown, and averaging 25.1 PPR points per game over his last two. He has really come on strong since London, and uh, just playing uh, the tight end level, or the tight end position at a level we were all hoping he could coming in as a rookie, really setting himself up to be a top five tight end for the remainder of the season if his play continues that way um, we'll keep an eye on him across leagues I'm, I'm sure he is owned in almost every league that you, that you would be a part of um, a higher draft pick at tight end as well uh, sometimes going as early as the fourth round in in a lot of drafts so um, and that's 12 team drafts so uh, standard leagues as far as the size goes Kyle Pitts uh, coming on strong, and I foresee that role staying the same. That's a huge development at tight end uh, that we got to see during the Steelers' bye week. Uh, C.J. Uzama, I think I'm saying that right. C.J. Uzama um, in Cincinnati has become one of Joe Burrow's favorite targets, especially uh, on third down and when he's trying to convert long uh, passes up the seams. Uh, he's got five touchdowns in his last four games. That includes two this last week and another two-score day against Jacksonville in week four. A sandwich in there by a poor showing against Green Bay and a decent showing because of a touchdown catch versus the Detroit Lions. Um, CJ Uzama is definitely not a plug-and-play starter at this point, but he does provide streaming ability and even a a solid uh, bench play if you have somebody who is uh, on a bye week or maybe you did not spend a lot of draft capital at tight end and you're you're just looking for somebody to get you a few points because you spent more draft capital 
on other position groups. Uh, he's a guy that can fill that spot for you. CJ Uzama, he's not going to be great every week, but he does have a good rapport with Joe Burrow, and that is huge uh, for his production moving forward. Another guy who has come on since a poor start to the season in the first couple weeks is Mike Gesicki uh, from the Dolphins. 16-plus PPR points in four of his last five weeks. That is fantastic tight end production. He is the third-ranked tight end in fantasy football. And after week two, guys, I'll, I'll admit it, I pushed the panic button on Mike Gesicki, and I shipped him off for Tyler Higby and um, a backup player. And I was trying to upgrade my tight end position, and it's not that... Tyler Higby from the Rams has been a disappointment, so much to say as I am disappointed that I bailed on Mike Gesicki before he was able to get rolling in that offense. A great fantasy tight end for the remainder of the season as, as long as um, the uh, as long as the wide receiver situation there remains iffy, uh, which should be the remainder of the season just because of the the names that they have there. Uh, Rookie Jalen Waddle is really the only player who is being very consistent in that offense uh, at wide receiver. So Mike Gesicki filling a huge passing game role in that offense. Keep him locked and loaded for now. Um, if you've got him, he's a great starting option at tight end moving forward. Uh, a streaming option, um, a bye week fill-in guy that I'd like to just mention is Mo Ali Cox from the Colts. Carson Wentz really loves his ability in the red zone he's a big body he's an athletic player and he's got four touchdowns in the last four weeks um and so he's offering great touchdown uh, ability uh consistent touchdown production that's what you're looking for with mo if you were to start mo alley cox uh so just be aware of that he's not going to put up a bunch of receiving numbers but he is always a play in the red zone every week and he has looked to early and often in those situations. So Mo Alley Cox, a great streaming option as we continue on through uh, bye weeks where a lot of players at the different positions are going to be missing some time. All right, and that kind of wraps up some up-and-coming tight ends that I've just noticed uh, over the bye week. Um, some running backs to watch moving forward uh, just as we've uh, got a chance to look back uh, over this week without a Steelers game to occupy our minds. I've seen uh, some real growth out of Javante Williams in the Broncos offense. His per tut or his touches per game has not necessarily gone up, but the value of those touches has definitely gone up. He is taking more snaps in the red zone. He is providing more value as a receiver. And uh, he is somebody that um, if you've got him on your bench or are using him as a flex play in some deeper leagues, he could start to provide a little more value uh, consistently than we've seen so far this year. Another guy is Michael Carter with the New York Jets, and everybody cringes when they hear New York Jets offense, uh, anybody involved with that, but uh, Michael Carter has surprised with double-digit PPR points in four of his last five games. That is uh, flex production uh, for the most part. Some of it's a little low. Obviously, double digits can be just 10 points, or it can be 16 like he had this last week, so he is really coming on in that offense as one of their few playmakers and uh, thusly is getting a larger share of the workload at running back in New York. So uh, keep 
keep him on your waiver wire watch list or keep him on your bench as somebody who can potentially provide some uh, fill-in value uh, as the season progresses. Damian Harris from New England has really been impressive the last couple weeks, racking up great rushing statistics. He's not a huge weapon in the passing game, but he's providing a very solid uh, running back to value for fantasy managers who are putting him in their lineups. He's moving much closer to a reliable running back two uh, than he is a uh, inconsistent flex option. So I would keep Damian Harris in the loop as far as putting him in your lineups on a weekly basis. You might put him in your flex. He's probably not your uh, RB2 on your roster, uh, but if he is, you could do worse. And uh, Damian Harris moving up, in my opinion, the trajectory is uh, heading in the right direction. So keep Damian Harris in mind as you prepare your your weekly rosters. He, you could definitely do worse, and he is providing uh, solid fantasy production for fantasy managers. And then the last name is a guy who broke out last week in fill-in duty for a couple injured starters. That's Dearness Johnson from the Cleveland Browns. We'll talk a little bit later after the break in the second half about the Cleveland Browns running back room. But Dearness Johnson, no joke, may have really played himself into a solid role for the foreseeable future while Kareem Hunt is out, especially. And even even when Kareem Hunt comes back, uh, Johnson's ability to read the holes and make cuts and get into open space and make players miss, break tackles, was evident in their win this last week against the Broncos. And uh, I would expect Johnson has earned himself some playing time. It's probably not going to be a huge role when Kareem Hunt comes back. But until then, Jarenis Johnson is a uh, potential flex play if we are to give him a, a little bit of the role that Hunt had with his talent level. Uh, it's something to keep an eye on. I don't know if I would do it in the first week we see Nick Chubb back, whether that's this week or the following week. It would be um, interesting play to, to try that, but you can definitely keep an eye on it and see how his role develops moving forward. Definitely somebody to, har- um, to harbor on your rosters for now as you continue to comb through players that are going to be helpful to you moving forward through the second half, long half, be that as it may, of the NFL season. Another uh, thing that I noticed during the bye week are a couple QB trends, quarterback trends that we need to keep an eye on as fantasy managers, not for just this year, but for future years as well. Uh, Give us the three of the top four quarterbacks in 2021, as far as scoring goes, are true dual threat quarterbacks. That means they are just as much of a threat to run as they are to pass. I don't count a guy like Patrick Mahomes in that list because he doesn't have the speed or the athleticism to really be a uh, runner at quarterback. He can definitely make plays with his feet. He can get out of the pocket. He can scramble. He's a scrambler. He's not a running quarterback. I take uh, that a little bit in different accounts there. Uh, You've got Tom Brady heading the the top of the list of fantasy scores, which is totally unbelievable and um, makes me as a... Steelers fan and thusly a Tom Brady hater, uh, even more uh, blue in the face than I already was. But I guess, you know, you got to 
just appreciate his greatness. But he is the number one quarterback in fantasy football right now, followed by, you guessed it, Jalen Hurts. No, you did not guess that. Jalen Hurts, though, is the number two ranked fantasy football quarterback. He is putting up 20-plus points a game every week, and that is solid fantasy production, and it puts him right at the top of the list. Jalen Hurts is number two, followed by Kyler Murray and Lamar Jackson. Those three guys all in the top four at the quarterback position. And then at number seven, you've got uh, Josh Allen, who definitely – provides more of a rushing ability than a guy like Patrick Mahomes does. Uh, So I put him up there kind of in that tier, maybe not quite, but still seven of your or four of your top seven quarterbacks are true threats to run on any given down. And three of your top four are. So that is something to keep an eye on for future years as more quarterbacks or as more teams start to look for quarterbacks with dual threat ability Those are the kinds of players that you're going to want on your fantasy teams because the rushing floor that they provide gives you such an edge in the fantasy football world. Uh, Some quarterbacks that are really starting to push for quarterback one value on a weekly basis, Joe Burrow, Derek Carr, and Carson Wentz. Those guys are providing consistent production at the quarterback position, and it would not shock me if they remain close to the top 10 Uh, top 12 in fantasy points uh, throughout the year. They're great value. Um, You know, if you spent later picks on, on one of these guys in your fantasy football drafts, they're returning great value for you. And I would keep them on your starting list uh, in, in any circumstances, basically in any matchup at this point, they are going to provide some value. Keep an eye on Carson Wentz's, Uh, wide receivers and their health situation moving forward. We've seen some injuries, um, but moving forward, I would expect him to remain in that uh, upper tier quarterback two, bottom tier quarterback one range. All right. And then before we get to the break, I do want to jump into the Steelers PPR fantasy ranks after their bye week. We did this a little bit before the bye week as well. We saw where some of them stood. But I really wanted to call attention to uh, Najee Harris at running back, who, even after having sat out a week, is still the running back five in PPR fantasy football. He is uh, everything we wanted and more. If we were drafting Najee Harris in the late first round, early second round, he's become one of the top most reliable running backs in fantasy circles as long as he stays healthy he will stay there regardless of matchup we'll talk about the matchup with the browns in a little bit but i wanted to call attention to Najee harris specifically rb5 even after the bye week big ben is quarterback 27 after the bye uh and then at wide receiver deontay johnson is wide receiver 25 and chase claypool is wide receiver 48 although if you go by uh weekly uh average p PPR points, um, 
Deontay Johnson is the 10th ranked wide receiver, and Chase Claypool falls in the mid-30s range at wide receiver. So they do provide more value than we're seeing as far as their rankings go after the bye week. Wide receiver is just such a loaded position, though. They can really fall anywhere in the in that range, but I do expect Deontay Johnson with his target share and his ability to get open to remain in the top 10 wide receiver discussion moving forward throughout the rest of the year. At tight end, we've seen a true separation from these two players more than I thought we would see in this uh, 2021 season. But Pat Fryermuth is tight end 25. Now, that's not great. All right. That sounds okay when you uh, say, wow, he's the same ranked tight end as uh, Deontay Johnson is wide receiver. It's just not the same. Uh, Pat Fryermuth is not providing weekly usable fantasy production so far. Uh, he has shown more so that ability uh, the last couple weeks or so. I think he had a 12-point week this last week, which is is not bad, and I would expect him to stay more involved in the offense than less. Uh, so the early season production levels are not going to match what um, what we will see out of him in the upcoming weeks. I think the latter portion before the bye week is, is more – along the lines of what we'll see production-wise out of uh, Pat Fryermuth. Eric Ebron is unusable in fantasy football. Yes, he scored a rushing touchdown this last week. Yes, he got a little bit more involved the last couple weeks, but um, not involved enough to be a fantasy tight end. He is tight end 53, ouch, on the year. Tight end 53, that's quite the drop for him from this uh, from 2020. Chris Boswell at kicker is the... 15th ranked kicker, kind of right in the middle of the league. A solid streaming option, not a great starting uh, kicker most weeks, but somebody to keep an eye on based on the matchup. And then at defense, the probably one of the most surprising developments uh, fantasy-wise is that the Steelers' defense is uh, D17. They're the 17th ranked fantasy football defense so far this year. It hasn't been a great start. There have been a lot of injuries uh, that have uh, impacted them. Uh, especially on a fantasy side of things. The turnovers aren't there. The sack numbers are still there, not quite as as huge as we were expecting moving into the season. But um, if guys can continue to stay healthy and gel on that side of the ball, you should see that ranking move up throughout the remainder of the season in spite of some tough competition coming their way. I like the Steelers' defense this week against Cleveland. We'll talk about that a little bit more after the break as well. But that that is a surprising development to me that they are not even in the top 15, let alone the top 10 of fantasy uh, defenses. So those are some bye week developments as we wave bye-bye-bye to the bye week It is time for a break. When we come back, we'll talk Steelers and Browns in a Week 8 AFC North showdown. Don't go anywhere. The two-headed monster that we didn't really see at the beginning of the year in uh, Baltimore and Cincinnati. Good grief. Cincinnati up there playing with the big dogs, playing good. All right, we'll wrap it up with a look at the tight ends and defenses and kickers. But uh, really, I'm not starting any tight ends in this game. If you have to stream somebody, I like Pat Fryermuth over any of the other guys. Maybe 
maybe an Austin Hooper as my wife is uh, yelling softly in my ear. <laughs> uh, maybe an Austin Hooper, but I, re- I like Pat Fryermuth above uh, any of the other guys just because his role seems to be increasing in this uh, in this Steelers team. As far as defense goes, you're sitting the Cleveland defense because the Steelers offense just has a lot of weapons. I don't think it's going to be a high-scoring game by any means. Uh, not many scoring opportunities for either team, but I don't see a lot of turnovers. Uh, just uh, AFC North uh, fist fight, a big game. Um, so I'm sitting Cleveland D, Cleveland's D, but with all the injuries that Cleveland has, I think you do have to uh, consider starting the Steelers' defense this week, uh, especially if Case Keenum were to play and Nick Chubb were to be uh, less than 100%. There's not a lot that the, the Browns' offense can give you outside of Darius Johnson in that case. But they're just so banged up. So I like the Steelers' defense as being a solid fantasy football play in Week 8. Keep that in mind for this upcoming week. Uh, and then kickers, like I said, low scoring game. Uh, McLaughlin, uh, for the Browns has been more consistent. He's been the better fantasy kicker. So if you have to go with one of these two guys, uh, you probably take McLaughlin over Chris Boswell. Um, but I, I really would, would like, if I'm a fantasy manager, I would hope to see, um, somebody else on my roster going into the week. All right. Well, I think, We've said it all for this episode of the Steelers Fantasy Football Fix. It was a little bit longer show today, but I hope you enjoyed it. I hope it's a a fun pastime for your Wednesday afternoon. Thanks to my lovely wife, Erin, for joining me and giving some of her Browns insights. Steelers fans, let's hope that the Steelers can take advantage of what is a beat-up, unhealthy Browns team and uh, come into this game in Cleveland and make a statement. um, Prove that they are one of the teams that should be in the running for this AFC North crown this year, along with the Ravens and the Bengals. It's going to take a complete game, a complete showing by both sides of the ball, all three phases, offense, defense, and special teams, to pull out a win. But I think the Steelers can do it. I think they have the coaching and the players to get it done. Let's hope it happens. From a fantasy perspective, good luck to you all. Uh, Send me um, your steals of the week, your super steals. Uh, The super stealer of the week will get a shout-out on next week's show. If you'll send me your fantasy trades that you have done uh, to at the bets nine three t-h-e-b-e-t-z nine three on twitter i'd love to hear from you have a great wednesday god bless Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline.
Welcome back to the second half of the Steelers Fantasy Football Fix. As always, brought to you by the BehindTheSteelCurtain.com podcast platform. So many podcasts you can check out anywhere you get podcasts. Also, don't forget to check out the content on the .com, BehindTheSteelCurtain.com, your one-stop shop for all things Pittsburgh Steelers. You can follow me, Jeremy Betts, at the Betts 93 at T-H-E-B-E-T-Z-9-3 on Twitter. I'd love to hear from you. Some people have contacted me um, in regards to questions about their fantasy football teams and just letting me know how their leagues are going so far. It's been great to talk with a few people. Uh, Keep it coming. I'd love to hear more. Let's jump into Steelers-Browns and talk about the fantasy players that we need to keep an eye on as we work our way into Week 8. I think the first question we need to really ask is who's available for this game. It's been a tough blow for the Cleveland Browns as an organization. They have been hit with the injury bug and it has not been um, kind to superstar players and uh, important players on their roster. Nick Chubb is the one who comes to mind right off the bat. Nick Chubb has been hurt the last couple weeks but it's looking like he will be in uniform for this Week 8 matchup. If uh, Kevin Stefanski's um, hopes are to be believed, it sounds like he will be on the field. But his practice participation will definitely be their guide. Look at me talking like Mike Tomlin. Will be their guide as uh, it comes to his participation in the game coming up. So keep an eye on Nick Chubb. Uh, Baker Mayfield is questionable at best right now to play. Uh, Potential surgery could be needed on his shoulder sooner rather than later, and they're trying to weigh all that in, but uh, he did not practice as far as we know so far this week coming off of the mini-bye week for the Browns, which how annoying is that, a Steelers nation, that the Browns get kind of a mini-bye week on the Steelers' real bye week? It just just seems like that's how it goes. But uh, the Browns, uh, needless to say, needed the extra time to see if some of these guys could come back. Mayfield, very questionable. And uh, Case Keenum could be the guy again in Week 8 like he was versus the Broncos this last week. Um, Oda Beckham Jr., uh, he practiced on Monday. He was the only wide receiver of... Uh, the three big ones there in Cleveland, um, OBJ, uh, Jarvis Landry, and Donovan Peoples-Jones, who has come on a little bit more lately. Um, OBJ is the only one to have put in any practice participation Monday. So his uh, potential availability is still up in the air, but something that is trending more likely to play than less likely at this point. So let's keep those guys in mind as far as fantasy purposes keep an eye on your um, information on your fantasy leagues as it concerns their playability availability this week Uh, the Steelers on a good note are healthy so far as they prepare for this week eight clash maybe even bringing some guys back off of injured reserve to play their first snaps in the 2021 season let's keep our fingers crossed for that but let's talk. Uh, we'll start with the running back group here. Um, Nick Chubb uh, is a definite start for me if he does end up playing. The Steelers have given up a lot of rushing yards, not a lot of scores. Uh, so they've held uh, running backs to a relatively small fantasy point numbers while giving up pretty decent rushing numbers in 
all in all to teams on a regular basis. So, but it, Nick Chubb's just a different animal. If he's healthy, he should be in your starting lineup, uh, even against a Steelers team that does not allow a lot of running back scores. Najee Harris is the same way, even against a tough Cleveland front who's allowing the fourth fewest yards, or I'm sorry, the fourth fewest fantasy points to opposing running backs in PPR leagues so far. Uh, Najee Harris's volume and his receiving chops are going to get him fantasy points. We've seen it even in tough matchups already this year, and I think we'll continue to see it going forward. Maybe temper some expectations because this is a good defense they're going up against and Najee will be facing. Uh, but I would expect still RB1 or um, high-end RB2 numbers out of Najee Harris this week. The other guy to keep an eye on is Dearness Johnson. Let's see what kind of role he has if Nick Chubb does indeed return. If he does not, it will be the Dearness Johnson show once again. And then I think maybe he's he's a flex play, not anything more against the Steelers team, um, but somebody to keep an eye on. Uh, even if Nick Chubb does come back, he might have a, a Kareem Hunt-like role in this offense as long as Kareem Hunt is out. So let's keep an eye on that. And then uh, before we talk quarterbacks and uh, the remainder of the uh, position groups, I would like to bring in a special guest who uh, is a Browns fan, unfortunately, and also happens to be my beautiful, loving wife, Erin. Steelers Nation, welcome Erin to the show. She's going to talk a little Brown Steelers with us today. Hey, it's uh, good to be here. Thanks for having me. Yeah, absolutely. I love you so much. Let's get that out of the way. But uh, it is uh, the week that we are enemies, right? We draw lines down the center of the room. And uh, the Steelers have taken this rivalry a lot in the past. And there's some bitterness in your heart towards us, I would assume. Yeah, yeah. Uh, That is something that Browns fans are pretty much born with is um, a a deep bitterness for all things Pittsburgh Steelers. Resentment, I would call it. Solid resentment. Yeah, for sure. Okay, so um, I have my opinions on the quarterback situation in Mm -hmm. Cleveland. We've talked about that, haven't we? Mm -hmm. But I want to hear your opinion. So if Baker Mayfield is healthy enough to go, but he's not 100%, do you think he's the better start for the Browns this week over Case Keenum, who played about as well as he was – or well enough to do get done what he what was asked of him this last week in a game where the Browns just committed to the run and ran all over him. Do you like Baker Mayfield even seventy five percent over a hundred percent Case Keenum or vice versa? Um, yeah, I think so. I think because kind of as you know we've seen before, Baker is is on when he's on, um, and I think even at you know seventy five percent. As long as he's feeling confident, I think that um, Baker is definitely a good choice. And if nothing else, you know, put him in, kind of see what happens, and um, then they can kind of go from there. But um, Kevin Stefanski, I think, is really smart with who he puts in. And um, I think he'll make the right decision in in that case. But I definitely think that I would prefer Baker at 75% just because, again, when he's on – he's on and he's he does a great job okay okay I like your I like your reasoning there um I guess from a fantasy perspective though does it matter who plays in this game are you starting anybody Um, against a tough Steelers defense mm, probably not um just because uh 
you know, like I just mentioned, you know, Baker's good when he's confident, but then also, you know, he has his inconsistencies. And um, I think that as much as I love my Browns, that there are more consistent quarterbacks to play, um, mm-hmm. especially, you know, up against a, a defense with guys like TJ Watt. And, you know, I, I mean, the Steelers defense, I hate to admit it, is, is decent. Decent. Year, decent. That's all I'll give you. <laughs> uh, I know it. Um, but yeah, I don't. I, I think as far as fantasy goes, I don't. I don't know if I'd be starting either of the Browns QBs this week, at least. And I think the same goes for the Steelers side of the ball. And Ben Roethlisberger just hasn't been very fantasy uh, adept this year as far as scoring points. So you're probably keeping all these quarterbacks on your bench unless you really need somebody to fill in for you mm-hmm. uh, because of bye weeks. You yeah. agree with that? Yeah, you kind of agree sure. with that? Okay. Yeah. All right. But the Steelers are still going to win? No. Ben Roethlisberger is going to play Mm-mm. better than whatever Browns quarterbacks in? Yeah. No, I, I think, think so. that's how it's going to go, <laughs> uh, ladies and gentlemen. Um, uh, let's talk, before you go, wide receivers now, okay? Because okay. you were telling me that not OBJ and not Jarvis Landry are the wide receiver you would watch this week if they're healthy. Who would be that wide receiver? Um, Donovan Peoples-Jones has, huh. I think, for sure, um, proven his worth, uh, recently here, and, um, you know, if, if OBJ is out, I would definitely, um, you know, I, I mean, I, I would probably give Jarvis, if you're gonna play, if you're gonna put any of the Cleveland wide receivers in, if any of them are healthy, um, you know, maybe, uh, Jarvis has maybe a little bit of an edge, just because he, um, has proven a little bit more that he can, you know, make the tough catches and, and make the big plays. But, you know, uh, Peoples-Jones has also kind of proven that a little bit. So mm. um, if you're going to play any of the wide receivers, um, I mean, that's, you know, definitely I think something that um, could have been a, a major help to Cleveland this week if all th- any of our wide receivers would have been healthy. So yeah, you're looking at probably all three being game time decisions or questionable going yeah, into the game. Yeah, for sure. Um, I mean, I would say honestly though, if if OBJ it does end up being healthy and he ends up playing, then I, it's something that I would consider. Um, Maybe as a flex play, not yeah. as like a wide receiver. Right, one or anything. right, yeah, yeah, as a flex. The Steelers' team. defense has just been giving up so many mm-hmm. fantasy points to opposing teams' wide receiver ones, but I don't know if the Browns want to beat you that way, which is why I'm hesitant to put any one of the Browns' wide receivers in this mm-hmm. week, even if somebody were to come across with no game day designation and be a healthy play. Yeah, it's hard to pick one uh, because the Browns don't want to beat you that way, especially with a an ailing Baker Mayfield or mm-hmm. a backup case Keenum in the game. Yeah, for sure. Um, you know, like kind of like you were talking about a little bit earlier with the, um, the running backs and things like that. I think Dearness Johnson really, um, stood out last week. And sure I did. think that, um, you know, as uh, offensively, I think that he's definitely the one to watch, um, in the Brown Steelers game for sure. Um, even if, you know, by chance OBJ or, or either of the other two guys come in, I think that running back is really going to be the position to watch in the game. So start your running backs in Steelers Browns mm-hmm. and be wary of other positions. Yeah. That's kind of what we would determine. All right. Yeah. Well, say thank you very much. I thank you very much, yeah. Aaron, for joining me for this. Go Steelers. Go Browns. Don't you dare say that on my I mic. I already did. <laughs> she said it on my mic. Sorry to all you loyal Steelers fans. 
But I had to do it. It's my lovely wife who has borne the grief of being a Cleveland fan for many years. And uh, they're, they're a decent team now. We have to recognize that. But I really do think that the winner of this game really kind of puts their foot forward as the challenger for the remainder of the season to the two-headed monster that we didn't really see at the beginning of the year in uh, Baltimore and Cincinnati. Good grief. Cincinnati up there playing with the big dogs, playing good. All right, we'll wrap it up with a look at the tight ends and defenses and kickers, but uh, really I'm not starting any tight ends in this game. If you have to stream somebody, I like Pat Fryermuth over any of the other guys. Maybe, maybe an Austin Hooper as my wife is uh, yelling softly in my ear. <laughs> uh, maybe an Austin Hooper, but I, re- I like Pat Fryermuth above uh, any of the other guys just because his role seems to be increasing in this uh, in the Steelers team. As far as defense goes, you're sitting the Cleveland defense because the Steelers offense just has a lot of weapons. I don't think it's going to be a high-scoring game by any means. Uh, not many scoring opportunities for either team, but I don't see a lot of turnovers. Uh, just uh, AFC North uh, fist fight, a big game. Um, so I'm sitting Cleveland D, Cleveland's D, but with all the injuries that Cleveland has, I think you do have to uh, consider starting the Steelers' defense this week, uh, especially if Case Keenum were to play and Nick Chubb were to be uh, less than 100%. There's not a lot that the, the Browns' offense can give you outside of Darius Johnson in that case. They're just so banged up. So I like the Steelers' defense as being a solid fantasy football play in Week 8. Keep that in mind for this upcoming week Uh, and then kickers like I said low scoring game Uh, McLaughlin uh, for the Browns has been more consistent he's been the better fantasy kicker so if you have to go with one of these two guys uh, you probably take McLaughlin over Chris Boswell Um, but I I really would would like if I'm a fantasy manager I would hope to see um, somebody else on my roster going into the week all right well I think We've said it all for this episode of the Steelers Fantasy Football Fix. It was a little bit longer show today, but I hope you enjoyed it. I hope it's a, a fun pastime for your Wednesday afternoon. Thanks to my lovely wife, Erin, for joining me and giving some of her Browns insights. Steelers fans, let's hope that the Steelers can take advantage of what is a beat-up, unhealthy Browns team and uh, come into this game in Cleveland and make a statement, um, prove that they are one of the teams that should be in the running for this AFC North crown this year, along with the Ravens and the Bengals. It's going to take a complete game, a complete showing by both sides of the ball, all three phases, offense, defense, and special teams, to pull out a win. But I think the Steelers can do it. I think they have the coaching and the players to get it done. Let's hope it happens. From a fantasy perspective, good luck to you all. Uh, Send me um, your steals of the week, your super steals. Uh, The super stealer of the week will get a shout-out on next week's show. If you'll send me your fantasy trades that you have done uh, to at the bets 93 T-H-E-B-E-T-Z-9-3 on Twitter. I'd love to hear from you. Have a great Wednesday. God bless. Yeah.
into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan. And we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.